Well, speaking oh, of carving God. clogs. <laughs> oh, restarting? Yeah. Okay, I, I gave you such a good segue. Oh. It'd be so good. <laughs> Welcome to Towards the Eye Roll, a podcast where uh, four friends read Moby Dick together. And what else do we do? Talk about carving other, clogs. Other Talk stuff. about carving clogs. <laughs> Usually. Yeah. yeah. Hopefully, uh, answer math questions. Oh, I, I, I listened to open. half the uh, I ha- listened to half the uh, Books of Sorrow episode, and uh, it's very good. And I'm gonna reference it probably this whole episode. Anyway, my name is Carlos. <laughs> I'm I'm Hi, doing. Carlos. I'm uh, yeah, that's me. Who else is here? We got Dibs. Hey, what's up? I'm here too. <laughs> Slay. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. <laughs> uh, we got Latner. Howdy. How's it going? And we got Matthew. That's me. That's who I am. Wait, did I hear Why Siri? My fucking watch keep talking. Yeah. <laughs> Siri's here. Keeps saying that, the time. And, I don't know. Special guest, on. Siri. Oh, shit. Siri has yeah. a lot of thoughts about the Wait. capitalism structures that Melville got into this week. Yeah. I can't, I can't see got the light into. on top of my home pod, so I'm like not sure if I activated Siri or not. Should, should I set it? She'll uh, let us know eventually. Yeah. It's not just Siri. It's Hey Siri, right? Yeah, but... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hey Siri. Here's the, the my, part my for it. Fuck, yeah, that works. Anyway. Uh, what are we... What? Are, how's everyone feeling? God, I'm so lost. Yeah. I forgot I was going to host. Anyway. You got uh, it, buddy. How much, <laughs> how much is... You know, we're doing... We're talking about Moby Dick tonight. <laughs> we are... <laughs> what did we talk about last week? I'm trying to figure out. Like, I... The book of Moby Dick. <laughs> we did, yeah. actually. <laughs> That's also the plan for next week, unfortunately. Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. Man. This. Oh, I, was, I was a little bit annoyed this week. Uh, last week, we talked about um, a couple of chapters. Ramadan. Fake uh, Ramadan. Uh, the prophet. Um, yeah, the Elijah. Elijah, who yeah. we somehow see again. Was, I wasn't, wasn't exactly. Queen Quake getting paid. Was last time our chowder time? Slay. Yeah, it's no. been the chowder time for a couple weeks, I think. Okay. Yeah. Well, we're in, we're in well, it was yes. in the Ramadan. Yeah. Chowder yeah, it, town. It wasn't. It wasn't the first chowder time. But no. The no. Quake did but eat there was. a lot of chowder. Yeah, because he's he good for him. He needs it. Yeah. Grown yeah. boy. Long day long Ramadan for him. So. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, this week we're reading chapters twenty-one through twenty-five. But first, how's everyone feeling on the yearning slash vengeance check scale? Mm. So let's start with yearning. Yeah. Uh, Matthew. Uh, I, well, I mean, they're both yearning. Yearning for what? No, See, just for vengeance. Oh, right. Fuck. Both like, just <laughs> like yeah, which I'm yearning. Is this a new general. thing? Well, general what yearning? about a general yeah, yearning? General check? yearning. Yeah. Yeah. General what are you yearning for this week? <laughs> Ooh, what this are you is... yearning for? That's pretty good. <laughs> mm, that's not bad. Well, this week I'm yearning for uh, the cleansing flames of. Sorry, my housemate left uh, one of my bar my bar mops <laughs> on the on the stove. Our gas burning stove. I, I don't. I don't know about y'all, but one of the very first lessons I learned in the kitchen is, don't put flammable things on the thing that emits fire. Um, so yeah, it's, it's fine. That seems I'm important. Not, I'm not. I'm not irked by it at all. It's totally totally fine, a good call. So. Yeah, you seem fine. Yeah. You, yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyways, uh-huh. great place uh-huh. to, to purify this land. Um, uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. And as far as see, I'm I'm at like a I'm at like a three, but my vengeance is a bit high. Your vengeance is high today. 
I think C-wise, my yearning, this might be the highest it's been. Wow. Really? Um, so like a three. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> my my, my C-yearning in general is pretty low. Um, but we were watching an episode of, uh, what's the name of the show? With, with, with Julia Child. The French Chef with Julia Child. The French Julia? Chef. Yeah. Um, Not Julia. I just watched an episode of that. It's great. Yeah. Where, where they went down to the fish market in, in Marseille. Oh. And there were a oh, bunch of yeah. like old French women mm. yelling about fish and slapping oh. fish. And then oh, that sounds so good. just put a bunch of fish into a pot. So yeah. much fish in a pot. Oh. Yeah. What's I, it called? Uh, there's uh, the, the, uh, the Marseille uh, fish stew, The fish right? wives. Yeah, uh, uh, bouillabaisse is what she made, yes. Mm, It looked very good. Yeah, that sounds great. So maybe I'm just yearning for seafood, but it's a lot like the sea. (laughs) That counts as proximity, right? Yeah, right? Yeah, 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 for sure. Uh, For those at home, that's season six, episode 18 of The French Chef. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Oh, vengeance, yeah. Vengeance. And, uh, like a like, like a two, I guess. Ooh. That's, fine. that's that's a little higher than usual though. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Were you minus one once? Okay. Yeah, yeah. I was I had negative vengeance, so I guess that is high for me. <laughs> yeah. Alright. What about you? Oh, uh, I don't know. Um my sea earnings pretty high. I've been really close to just driving down to the ocean for the past like two weeks. Like just mm-hmm. putting all my shit in the car and going down to the going down to the sea and letting it hold me um so still pretty high but i've it's really um it's nice here today like the green grass finally started coming out in my lawn which is really Ooh. exciting wow. um and there's a whole bunch of exciting little spring things. I got to see two woodpeckers doing their mating ritual this morning, which is really exciting. I've never seen that before. They made the Aww. wildest noises. It was really cute. They do. Um, so that was really nice. The mallards are here. Our duck friends have come to the pond, including the oh. villain who comes sometimes. Oh. Um, and so I'm enjoying the spring. So even though I'm really into the, I, I would like to be by the ocean. I'll probably will go really soon. It's like four mm-hmm. out of five because I don't need to leave right now because the springtime is nice. Um, right. Vengeance, uh, also very low, probably a zero. I'm feeling extremely creatively fulfilled and grounded and chill. Mm. I'm feeling a little, actually, I'm going to put it at a one because I'm a little bit irritated that um, mm, capitalism exists and I can't just fuck <laughs> um, off and write all day. All I want to do is take a sabbatical. Like I just want to take six months and just be like, I'm just, I'm just writing shit for six months. I'm writing stories. I'm having a nice time. Um, but I must earn. Mm. So I can't do that. So one, Damn. one, but I am feeling extremely creatively fulfilled and relaxed in general. Well, we're always vengeful for, uh, against capitalism yeah, we are. Here, yeah. on towards the air wall. <laughs> yeah. um, in terms of sea yearning, I think I'm, I'm too hot right now, so I kind of want it to be the winter again a little bit. Yeah. It's very hot here. So I'm going to say one. Now, Wait. actually, maybe... Yeah, I don't how know. Does, maybe you go to the sea to cool down a little bit. I was going to say, like, how are you even correlating yeah. winter into well, the ocean? <laughs> Cause I, cause like I don't know, I don't know. You know the, you know the time like, like two weeks ago here in London. <laughs> you know what the weather was like here. Yeah, we remember. We were there. Yeah. yeah. So it was like you know nice like no, no warmth anyway. So 
I don't want to leave the house right now, but I am. But I, I don't want Oh, to. I see what you mean. Yeah. Against yeah. your will. Mm -hmm. So I don't want to go to the sea. Maybe, I would like to maybe be at the sea. Mm -hmm. I, I, I could also see that, at least in these chapters, the sea is, is very cold. Um, there's icicles and snow it and is, stuff, yeah. so, you know. It is. And vengeance? I'm going to say zero for once. Yeah. Oh, wow. I'm feeling similar yeah. to Dibs. I just kind of want to do stuff. I don't, I don't yeah. Know I don't really have a grip with anyone right now. Anyway, so what do we do after? Um, we do so this best. week we're looking at chapters 21, 22, 23, 24, and of course 25. Um, and we're going to start with 20, chapter 21 going aboard. Anyone want to? Anyone know what went on? On that chapter, where did they go aboard of on? What did they go aboard the, to? Where did they go? <laughs> the ship, the boat yeah. that they're on. Wait, these are the hard-hitting questions that we answer <laughs> on the show towards the end. A great, a great, a great, a great audience, audience standard question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's great. Thank you. We're really, yeah. we're really peeling back the questions. layers on this one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, but let, yeah. Okay. No. Okay. <laughs> Anyone want to say what this chapter was about? Uh, they go on the Pequod. Um, mm. he, they wake up and Ishmael's like, "Quick, quick! People are getting on this fucking boat." I see them. We gotta go. I don't think those are shadows. I think those are sailors. Let's get yeah. on the boat. Normal There's things. No, There's no ghosts. Nothing spooky happening here. Um, and then right. they like are walking over to get on the boat, and Elijah shows up again. Which d just this this mm -hmm. segment of the book, like these like four or five sentences with this chunk of dialogue. I just wrote next to it like, I love this book so fucking much. Like this is. Mm so good um where it goes you know they start heading out forward uncertain twilight strangely peering from quick to me and then it was elijah going aboard hands off will you like he just like <laughs> is grabbing ishmael's shoulder and it's just it's just very good very good natural dialogue vibes it's extremely funny um and elijah does his weird mm -hmm. shit again where he's like you getting on that boat and they're like, yeah, dude, like, we told you yesterday, we are getting on this boat. And Elijah's like, oh, uh, well, uh. hey, did you see, like, four or five guys going to get on the boat? And Ishmael's like, yeah, yeah, he did. That's why we're going to the boat. And he's like, oh, okay, all right. Mm. Well, I was going to say somebody, yeah, mm. no, no, you know what, never mind, no. But you go ahead. You, no, I'm going to go. I'm going to go. And then, like, two minutes later, like, hey, you still getting on? Like, it's just his weird, like, <laughs> trailing behind them being sketch energy. Um, mm. And then uh, they get, <laughs> yeah. He has he has this line where he's like, uh, oh, I, I won't be seeing you anytime soon. Unless yeah. it's when we're all fucking dead. <laughs> yeah, so God. Anyways, have a nice trip. Yeah. <laughs> it's so funny. And then, um, yeah. Yeah, he's like morning to. Yeah, I love just the way Elijah's written morning with this like extremely you. chipper, hilarious yeah. energy, mm -hmm. but also these like portents of doom just like wove in here like it's no big deal. It's yeah. extremely funny mm -hmm. writing. Um, and then they get to the boat, but there are no sailors there. That's weird. I thought I saw guys coming mm -hmm. to get on this boat. They do find one person who's asleep on the deck, lying down, uh -huh. <laughs> and Ishmael's like, "Well, 
seems like people are going to be showing up soon. So we should just sit next to this next to this dude, and we should also like maybe make sure it doesn't like roll over the boat or something. Like we can hang out here. Oh, sit next to. Well, this is well. what Ishmael says, and then Queequeg is like, "Oh, word!" And Queequeg grabs the guy's ass to test it like a pillow, like he does puts a little his like hand upon the sleeper's shmurshy, rear, shmurshy, shmurshy. Like, is this a good pillow? And then sits on his butt, uh-huh. and Ishmael's just like, "What the fuck are you doing?" <laughs> like, completely loses his weird little shit, and then Queequeg's just like, "Don't worry about it, man. I'm not gonna hurt his face." It's like his face. What are you talking about? Um, uh, this this chapter made me laugh. This was a funny chapter. And yeah. then uh, mm-hmm. Ishmael tells us some lies. Or Queequeg is fucking with Ishmael again, being like, "We use people mm-hmm. as furniture back home. It's no big deal." Yeah. Um, Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. then, uh, and then it's like, oh, word! Some people start to show up, and they're like, "This ship is actually going to leave today." So, good for you for mm-hmm. showing up early. Um, and then Quiqueg smokes out what? his chair. Yeah. Mm. Can you imagine waking up like that? Wait, what are you choking choking on tobacco with someone sitting oh, on you? That, I guess yeah. Quiqueg does move because Ishmael's like, "Please get off of him! You're very heavy." Yeah, but they're they're passing the pipe between each other. Yeah, right across yeah. the guy. That's really. Yeah, Weird funny. way to wake up. <laughs> Me and my boyfriend saw you from across the ship, and we yeah. love your energy. Queequeg um. is also hilarious in this chapter where he's, like, passing the, the blunt back to Ishmael, and he's just like, check this out. I could just, like, completely wreck this guy's shit right now. Like, mm-hmm. look at how easy it would be to just kill this dude. Like, what is he thinking? And Ishmael's like, uh-huh. Yeah, cool, cool, cool. Um, the, the, the chair guy says, who are you? Who be ye smokers? Uh, and Ishmael says, shipped men, and <laughs> they sure are. <laughs> they sure are. Yeah. Wow. Shipped by us. Yeah. Just seeing if there's anything else. I'd... Um, One thing with the the whole rear and the face thing, this is apparently another thing that pissed off um, people, um, religious people. Um, cause religious people the... aren't too into the ass-eating implications of that situation? No, not, not that at all. Um, when he says... Um, talks about grinding the face of the poor that's a reference to isaiah 315 oh word and then they were like oh why are you using like the lord's name this close to like a, a, a butt joke <laughs> and yeah uh, according to my book anyone interested in this problematic use of language might want to read melville's second book umu a south sea adventure remarkably laced with biblical phrases so hmm anyone at home wants more biblical references. More of this. <laughs> yeah. Because it is one thing this book doesn't yeah. have enough of. <laughs> uh-huh. um, also, who are the sailors? Who, what, why are they, where are they hiding? Well, like, who, where were wow, they? Wow, where could they ghosts. be hiding? Yeah, they're fucking ghosts. They're ghosts. <laughs> 100%. Are yeah. they? Yeah. yeah. It's, it's well, a portent of doom. What? Yeah. That's that's why like they, they were walking by and Elijah was like, oh, did did you did you see the men heading towards the boat? Anybody? And yeah. and, and Ishmael yeah. was like, yeah, I did. But it was it was kind of dim, and Elijah's like, yeah, 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 very dim. That'll happen. And then and then and then they leave, and then Elijah comes back and says, see see if you can find him now. Yes, yeah, will see, you? See this is him. this oh. is some Scooby Doo shit. See, I thought like yeah. well, this is like I thought it was Elijah's like some like, I don't know. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna have some people like go on to the ship and then just like kind of like crawl <laughs> down the side and swim back to shore and like hey hey okay. look, were those people you saw them right yeah oh mm, uh, anyways weird. can you find them you saw people where are Mind they fuck. now yeah 
Oh, I thought I thought it was like maybe some secret like super cool spy crew. But, oh, like, the spy crew that's on board. Yeah, an a, interesting uh let's an interesting premise for the Pride and Prejudice of Zombies of Moby Dick. Yeah, yeah. I okay. don't know, maybe there's like some really really good whalemen that I don't or no, like, I, like, I don't know I like scary. This. I don't know, like you know what I mean? Carlos, I think you should pocket this. I think we should see if we like okay. think they're doing shit on the boat. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> yeah. throughout yeah, throughout the ghosts, ghosts on the boat. The yeah. secret the spies, ghosts the whale spies. The they're never ghosts there the like in the text, but their presence is implied. I do think mm. that this is um interesting though because it kind of cements what elijah is in a fascinating way where like elijah's like did you see those ghosts and ishmael's like Mm -hmm. yeah i did which means that elijah sees them and knows that he's seeing them which i think indicates that elijah i think this means elijah is the the ferryman in this situation too he's this person who stands on this fulcrum of life and death and isn't actually fully alive because he's sort of come out of the underworld of the previous um thing and that's that's why I took him saying okay, see but... see see if you can find them now is him exactly. saying like oh go off and die then yeah exactly um, yeah, which, like... which fits in that whole like I'll won't won't see you again unless won't it's before you. the grand jury because then I will see you because I'm also dead too yeah. kind of I think that's still true but I also we haven't seen like supernatural should we have the actual ghosts in the book we have kind of a... haven't we what what when he was telling that story about how he was a child and he was holding hands <laughs> with death okay all right that's okay that's like okay i mean all right but this is like they actually see them i don't know and also also ahab's already on the boat maybe that's like that's why what i was thinking he's like oh some secret crew that has to get on the boat before Ooh. everyone I, else gets on. i think i think that you know what i mean the way that i took Wait. it is like <laughs> Isn't that uh, Ahab is mm. on the boat? Yeah. Huh? Uh, also, I, this is a I, boat like I, completely decorated with like bones and skulls. It's covered in and bones, teeth. teeth. I, yeah. Okay. But no, but this, no, but I, I I do agree with the like prophecy part of it. Yeah, you're I, right. Well, I think but that yeah, the way it fit for me is like he sees these shapes in the shadows that he presumes are sailors getting on the boat, and I think that that fits into. Oh, okay how all of the portents have come in this sort of smoky, misty haze in this book, right? Like when they see the painting, the painting has this like, you know, smoke built up on it that makes it hard to see what's Mm -hmm. actually happening. So I think like for me, it fits into that same metaphorical space of like, this is something that in amongst the shadows and uncertainty of the future could be supernatural portents, could be something that's actually just happening. And so like, I do think they're ghosts, but it's in that sense of like, who knows? You know what I mean? Like, it feels like it fits thematically into the shit we've seen in terms of prophesizing um, doom and mm-hmm. stuff. Although, yeah, I think that I, I do like the secret crew theory, and I think we should keep it keep it rolling because it could be All cool. Right, yeah. Oh, first mention of Starbuck. That's one <gasps> yes, thing. I underlined right. it. Oh, Carathrace. Who Bill Dad calls friend Starbuck, which I think is cute, and I Aww. think we should use more. You know what I mean? Friend, yeah. friend Matthew, friend Latner, friend Carlos. Yeah, oh, fun. I was gonna say yes. I should pick up Monster friend Hunter. Friend Star. I don't. I don't have many friends. I thought. You, uh, yeah. Never mind. I was, uh, I was gonna let the silence oh. roll on that one for a little bit. It's okay. <laughs> well, you're all friends here at Towards the Eye Roll, a podcast yeah, where we personally friends. are your yeah. friends. <laughs> Just listening to us makes us your. Yeah, makes you our. That's mm-hmm. how podcasts work. Yeah. 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 yeah, these are the times we live well, in. Well, also because most of the people listening to this are, are actually friends. our friends, because yeah, that, that's okay. the only yeah. reason yeah. that someone would listen to this. True. 
Um, also, uh, yeah, yeah. Anyway, the only uh, the only chapter... thing I want to say yeah, about okay. this chapter, just sorry, sorry. Last note is that I think that this positions Elijah and Ishmael in, as parallels in a way that is interesting that I want to talk about when we finish the book. Um, okay, just make a note it. for a year and a half from now. Yes. Okay. Anyway, chapter 22. Uh-huh. Merry Christmas. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Oh, Merry Christmas, Merry bud. Christmas. Don't, hey, Merry don't Christmas. you say Happy Christmas, though? I don't. Wait. Yeah, I actually do. We do. Miserable Christmas. Do you say Christmas. Happy Christmas? Yeah, Shitty that's, that's Christmas. Happy Shitty Christmas. Christmas. What thing? What are you talking pond, about? As they say, isn't that... Haven't you seen... In uh, England? Yeah. Isn't that the, the thing? I don't. Okay, but I'm well, not British. But you're not English. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Happy Christmas, Harry. All right. Happy yeah, Christmas, exactly. Harry. Yes. That's oh, right. No, because it's Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Stubbs is uh, Stubbs. Aunt Charity's oh, brother-in-law. Stubbs is here. Yeah, I didn't realize that. I didn't realize that. crazy. How does that nice. work? Do they have another sister? Is Stubbs secretly married to Billing or whatever the fuck? That would that 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 would be good. Um, I, I assume there's if if they're if they're Puritans, there's probably a bunch of bunch of sisters and brothers. Bunch of sisters and brothers, yeah, yeah. So somewhere in there, somewhere in there is Stubbs. Man, can you imagine? I know this is a little early because Carlos hasn't met Stubbs, so it's not really fair. But can you imagine having Thanksgiving with Stubbs and how much that would God. fucking rock? Be the most incredible <laughs> thing imaginable. It'd be the best day. Oh, I can't wait for us to meet Stubbs. Yeah, that. Mm, yeah. Me too. I'm so yeah. excited. Y'all like Stubbs? Yeah, yeah, he's probably my favorite character. Yeah. Oh hell yeah. Okay. Um. So what happens? The 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 Pequod sets sail on Christmas Day. That's why it's Merry Christmas. Yeah. It's cold. Everyone's freezing. Bildad sings a hymn. Mm-hmm. And then then they so one of them orders people around a lot. Someone sings a dirty then, like, song. <laughs> Well, Peleg oh. sings a dirty song, and Bildad says, Hey, whoa, hey, whoa. careful. Chill. None of that profanity. Don't talk about the girls. I think Bildad might sing the dirty song, actually. Uh, Bildad sings a song, but I thought it was a hymn. Yeah. No? I was confused about who was singing the dirty song, because it's, um, it, it says... Uh, so, but it's a bit funky, right? Because what they're doing is they have to pilot the ship out of mm-hmm. the vicinity of the land um, safely. And there's like some weird like uh, licenses and requirements and shit like that in terms of like getting the boat out to the point where it can actually like hit the open ocean, right? So this is sort of like pulling the boat out of the parking garage, only the parking garage is like yeah. New England. Um, and Bildad and Peleg can do that because they you know, have all the papers or whatever the fuck, I think, to do that. Mm-hmm. And then, right. um, but then they're going to, but then they're going to fuck off, right? Like, they're just, like, mm-hmm. getting the boat out enough that it can officially hit the sea. And then right. they get in a boat and they, um, and they leave. Uh, yeah. And all, all this was presented as Bildad doing this to save money, um, essentially, because yeah. he, he didn't want to pay any of those hmm. stupid pilot fees. Um, so sure. I'll just become a pilot myself. Sure. Yeah. That's yeah. Oh, it's the hands in the windlass who are singing the dirty song. Yes. And then Which is okay. called Girls in Booble Alley, which is fucking uh-huh. great. <laughs> Isn't that great? Um and right. then I, I think like on top of that though, like 
Bildad keeps trying to sing like a psalm too. Oh, it's so funny. Um, I love this where book. where they're they're singing this like you know song about the booby alley or whatever. Booby alley. And then Bildad's yeah. like, ah, sweet fields beyond the swelling flood. So the Jews old Canaan stood, <laughs> while Jordan rolled between. Amazing vibes. That's good. Also, uh-huh. um, uh, Ishmael's doing a shitty job with something on the boat, and Pele yeah. comes up and kicks him in the ass, which leads to a really good line, which is just, that was my first kick. Uh, the, the, the best part of that, um, there is a footnote on my thing. It says, yes. after this passage, neither Ishmael nor any other crewman is kicked. <laughs> <laughs> so... That's yeah, so Star Wars. Uh, <laughs> so good. Quick, quick, quick fact check. It's not booby alley. It's booble alley. I, yeah, that's what I said first. It's, it's funnier. Yeah, yeah. yeah I said yeah. booble, but then I, that yeah, turned yeah. into booby, which is what we were all thinking. So I think yeah. that we should really just lean into it. Yeah, booble is better. Is a much funnier word to be than booby. Yeah, it really <laughs> is. Booble like has a has a bubbly onomatopoetical yeah. energy it, to it. That that's I where Michael Booble was born. Yeah. <laughs> my my uh, um, my book calls this alley a um they just had a funny term for it uh this is mm-hmm. a stanza from one of the awkwardly worded and rhymed versions of the biblical song that's that's the wrong footnote um sailors yeah. names <laughs> for a street in a depraved neighborhood specifically in liverpool yeah, this yep. power phobic says it's a street in the red light district in Liverpool. Yeah, my mm-hmm. my edition is a much older edition, okay. so it says a depraved. Oh, they found the street finally, which is hilarious. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> love to live in a depraved neighborhood. Oh yeah, like I love Brighton it. Beach, Brooklyn, New York yeah. City. It was cute in this how um, Pegleg and uh, Bill Dad are sad to leave the boat. They are. I feel like for different reasons too, where like Bill Dad's very much like, oh, is everything is is it straight? Is is it together? Uh, is, ooh, is it, do we have enough linen or whatever? Um, and, I love that. And Peleg just kind of seemed to be like, ah, oh, man, sea's cool. I have a pitch on <laughs> I that. Wish actually, I was sailing. I think Bill Dad actually is really sad that he's not going on an adventure with Ahab, yeah. his friend. Um, yes. I think he wants to have a romantic. Uh, adventure on the sea and mm-hmm. he is genuinely mm-hmm. like wistful and sad and romantic about it but the way that's coming out is he's asking everyone to like make sure they don't like mm-hmm. fuck up the butter that cost him so much money and are all the things in order and just like yeah. that's the yeah. running narration but in his heart he's just like oh like i'm sad i want to be on the sea <laughs> the sea yearning is high yeah he also tells Flask specifically to beware of fornication. Which yes. is very yeah. Funny. Oh, oh my God! Love to yeah. Be aware of fornication. If you touch at the touch at the island, Mr. Flask. Just Flask, no. so Flask. Yeah. Just, just I swear flask. to fucking God. So Not again. <laughs> I, I read that as Mr. Flask. If you touch down on the ship, make sure fornication is not happening generally on the like by yeah I, yeah no, I didn't that, think that, he was that is that is what yeah. it is but i like that it reads Definitely. that way. i like that it reads both <laughs> oh, okay. ways honestly i like that mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Like, Blask, you fuck too much keep keep in keep your pants together. this time careful yeah bottle that flask buddy yeah <laughs> put a stopper in that flask also this is no it's just what we have to, we have to talk about with this being on christmas a little bit i think yeah we do you know, i think like you're right day of rebirth is whatever. it is it actually on christmas yes yeah it's christmas okay. day i liked um which is fun 
it was interesting to me because it felt so much more like um, the the uh, oh my god, what's the word that's escaping my brain? The um, <laughs> what's it? What's a nicer word for heathen? Uh, Pagan. Yes, thank you, Latner. That's sure. the word I was looking for. It feels like it's it's using Christmas as a metaphor in a much more pagan sense than a Christian mm-hmm. sense, right? This idea of like it being the solstice and the coming of the new light and like this yeah. whole like, you know, turning over of the year, which is of course like, you oh. know, Christ isn't mm-hmm. actually of course born on Christmas. They just moved it to Christmas so they could take advantage of all of the existing traditions around that coming of the light and all of that mm-hmm. shit. So it was like, it felt like that was much more the metaphor that he was going for is like the shit around solstice than the stuff around Jesus being born. That was my feeling. Oh, I'm curious. Kinda, yeah. Yeah. But I kind of think that that's kind of what we've been leading up to, like Ishmael starting a new life on the boat, right? Like, that's what I, that's what I read the rebirth stuff as. Interesting. Uh, no, it's him leaving his mm-hmm. life behind and it's like, you know, Jesus, Jesus was born, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Or, you know, whatever. I don't know. I don't, I don't know Bible lore. Boats um, are his Harvard, his Yale, and, his, uh, That motherfucker, Christ Matthew, we can't get there yet. We have to, oh my no, God. Yeah, please, I can't wait I can't. to <laughs> tear this motherfucker a new one for this shit. Fuck. Oh, interesting. Let's. The opposite of yeah. Okay, anyways, um, so, well, oh, well, you love the you love the advocacy. Uh-huh. Oh, I've, it's complicated. I'm excited to talk yeah. about it. We'll, we'll yeah, there. yeah, it is complicated. Anyway, but yeah, I can I can see it. I can see the read the other read too, because he's definitely not like he's I don't know, he's definitely not doing the simple Christian thing here. It felt I mean like it felt very pagan calendar cycles seasonal uh seasonal change being the heart of the um the pivot of the year with the whole, like the ships covered in ice, you know what I mean? But it's like Mm -hmm. busting through to this new space and you were all feeling energized by this, like shift into something new. Um, Sort of like, you know, it had that like cycles of the year and nature energy to it in a way that I liked. Also, why is uh, Ahab's just in his cabin still? He's moping. He's just not coming out. He's sad. He's having a hard time. Yeah. That's what an asshole though. Like, yeah, what a, yeah, exactly. There was a line where Ishmael was saying, like, oh, sometimes, you know, I've had captains before that um, when they were leaving the harbor and the pilot was doing the piloting, they also had a bunch of their friends, like, hanging out in the cabin and they would go drinking. And then the friends would also hop off on the boat that the pilot leaves on. Oh, cool. Um, And I said, Mm -hmm. oh, Ahab has no friends. Ahab has no friends. He wouldn't be doing that. (laughs) No, he has the secret crew of four or five people that he's drinking with. Maybe. Yeah, the the secret crew of ghosts. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, ghost crew, ghost crew. It is ghost. a vibe, though, ghost right? Crew. Like I would be sketched if I was mm-hmm. on a boat where it, it, yeah. the captain was just not there and just like hanging out. And his... I would be like, I don't know if I'm actually feeling um, safe and Ish- secure Ish- in this situation. Ishmael has big like um, that meme of DW being like, "Well, that can't stop me because I can't read." Energy. Yeah, it's just <laughs> yeah. like he's like right. walking around. It's like there's like five coffins there's like all these coffins and like tombstones Mm -hmm. and like a crazed old man saying like it's fucking cursed stupid (laughs) and then she was like well anyways this this surely doesn't apply to me yeah (laughs) skip it his step into fate the jaws that are quite literally on the ship yeah Mm. speaking of jaws meeting uh peter at the pearly gate (laughs) It's like, like, literally. no, it's probably not related. <laughs> probably not related. 
<laughs> yeah, speaking of Jaws. Speaking of Jaws, can we move on? I don't to the lee yeah. <laughs> that was that thing yeah the lee shore chapter uh-huh. 23 yep. the lee shore um itty, this itty is a fun one, one. i love this, this is, chapter so much this is the best yeah. chapter actually there's so much here imo i have a theory what about this chapter. chapter um this is a chapter where ishmael says do you remember that really hot guy who i was completely <laughs> taken with who came into the bar sir bulkington mm-hmm. Bulkington, Chapter which is three. not his name. I think he's just calling him that because he's jacked and hot. <laughs> oh, um, I exactly. Yep. For real. <laughs> I guess it's not his name. I think for it's a different sure. name. Um, and this is like, okay, here's my pitch on this chapter is this is actually a chapter about um, being gay on the sea and how that okay. makes you held by God in a completely oh. different way in his opinion. And it's his homage to loving to men that love men on the ocean, generally, genuinely. I genuinely think that's what this chapter is about. Um, M-L-M-O, as we call them. Because he talks <laughs> he talks about how, like, on its, the, the straight read of the chapter is, there's this guy who uh, is hot and jacked, and I'm going to talk mm-hmm. about, I'm going to write sort of like a eulogy to him of sorts that talks about how, um, what your what your frame of mind is like when, you're the type of person who comes in after four years on the sea and you immediately go back to the sea. And it's because you never feel fully held by the structures and the quote unquote comforts of land. And so you must go back to where you feel at home, which is in this wild, um, skewed space of the sea. Might even call it a more like queer space of the sea, right? Like. So it is him talking about how it's him sort of like writing an homage to this feeling through this person. But there's so many turns of phrase here that made me feel like this is genuinely him talking about like what it sat in my brain as is like, um, look, he, you're whaling ships, long ass time. We've talked about this three or four years. They are fucking absolutely like in some sense, right on these boats. And I read this as him like having some like physical intimacy with some people like this and the whole metaphor of well you go home but that home isn't quite right even though it's supposed to be this comforting place and you feel like you have to go back to this free different place in order to really be yourself um which is on these long ass voyages where all of this stuff becomes uh acceptable in a way that it's not on land right like there's a phrase i underlined here um wonderfulest things are ever the unmentionable deep memories yield no epitaphs and like that sentence Mm. that feels to me like he's Mm. genuinely saying there are beautiful things and feelings in these men and these relationships that i can't talk about and these are deep memories that i have that i can't write epitaphs for because they are these unmentionable deep and beautiful things um and i underlined some other bits that i think tie to that too but i'm, I'm curious how everyone else read that <laughs> yeah uh i i like that uh-huh. read uh i i think like the stuff that stood out to me was um par- particularly like this note about there's like a lot of like interesting um aphorisms about like ports and storms as like yeah. boats as like a metaphorical like 
thing that you go about in line, like even like Metal has done this a couple times. Um, but uh, just this this bit of like the port would fain give succor. The port is pitiful, and the port is safety, comfort, hearthstone, supper, warm blankets, friends, all that's kind to our mortalities. Um, and just this, uh, I don't know. There's, there's always this like notion of like uh, safety versus like risk, um, and like mm-hmm. stagnation versus like moving forward um that i, I don't know I, I just it's like a, it's like a it's like one of those quotable bits i think um, mm-hmm. yeah but also well, yeah I'm, i mean the thing yeah uh the, the other thing i'm just I'm, I'm picking up on is just like this towards the end he um he compares a bulkington to a demigod yeah as like mm-hmm. someone who has an apotheosis yeah. Like, up so, from the yeah. spray of thy ocean perishing, straight up leaps thy apotheosis. Like, in... And I like, he's saying that, like, Bulkington dies at sea. Oh, yeah. yeah. And, like, in so doing, yeah. like, ascends to... ascends to divinity. But I think he's linking that language with a baptism of a different kind of perception of God, in a way that mm-hmm. I think comes through this chapter that's really striking for mm-hmm. me. Like, this idea of him thinking of the ocean as a god that is different than a Christian god that feels judgmental and vengeful. And when you are on the sea, you are touching this almost more transcendental concept of um, an almighty power that is not vengeful and is not judgmental, but is overwhelming and is ever-present. And I read this as Bulkington represents a baptism of that kind of God, which is a God that Melville finds himself so much more entranced with and attracted to than the rigid structure of a more um, landed God. And by touching this kind of God that won't judge you for having a friend like Queequeg, that won't judge you for any of these other things because they're not jealous, they are just all-powerful and ever-present and true in that they will dash you fucking apart without being able to say no because that's just what the ocean is this felt to me like just another um really strong cementing of this idea of this other type of faith in this other kind of god and power and that Mm. bulkington represents this uh uh what's the right word like um not a martyr uh, like kind of like a saint of a demigod of this kind of relationship to this different faith this different uh way of existing with the idea of fate and lack of control and the beauty and power of nature but you think it's you think it's like a a belief or like a faith in something else in still like a, a different type of being because the way that i read it was him talking about like inner lives and and your soul as being like you know designed for adventure and you have to like better it's better to face death and, and like to what you were saying than to live what you or like to live how you want to live and live your desires or with your desires than to to and and then die at sea than to just like I, be bored and yes sure right yeah i think but, i think so yeah but yeah, but but that's I don't know. But I think that's also different than like. But I think that that him leaning into that right, saying like you know yeah. you have to give yourself like that's almost making yourself a a true disciple of this kind of right. faith. Mm. It's almost like you become like the the type of you know Jesus figure in that you are fully accepting of the um, of the uh, uncertainties. It's it, 
this is the o the ocean is a thing that is going to always have power over you no matter how mm -hmm. how much you think you can do something otherwise right it's it's touching right. this idea that he's been hinting at through the rest of the book of like the ocean's just going to bat you the fuck around right and it's beautiful and it's incredible in that power but it is indiscriminate right it's sort of like a clockmaker god thing right like versus um do y'all know that thing about god is the clockmaker versus god is the active participant where like cs lewis was really on this shit right. I, oh, I don't know if it. I don't know if it has another name. I was just thinking about it in terms of like the way C.S. Lewis would talk about it with the clockmaker God being like this perception of God as someone who built a perfect mechanism, started it, and then is not present anymore. Mm -hmm. Right? It's this idea of like right. fate turns and meaning turns and the power and beauty of the universe turns, but it is not like an active judgmental force. It is like this right. thing that you can try and touch and and perceive and gain a sense of enlightenment and beauty from that attempt at perception. But like, it's not, um, it's not something that's actively judging you or being involved in your life. And this felt like this idea of being true to what's inside you, like all deep earnest thinking is, but the intrepid effort of the soul to keep the open independence of her sea, right? Like giving yourself yeah. up to that felt mm -hmm. like this act of such beautiful, pure, true faith, but faith in that sense, right? This very different sense of mm -hmm. faith that belongs in the heart of the ocean, which is what Ishmael's being so drawn to and Melville seems so deeply attracted to, you know? There's, um, mm -hmm. a t a talking, talking about it in this way, so like, I don't know, last like, couple of years I've been watching a lot of, uh, like a lot of stories and like documentaries and stuff like that about the AIDS crisis and Pose has a lot of this and Pose is based off like two, two like documentaries. Um, well, uh, Paris is Burning obviously, but also, uh, there's a, there's a specific like AIDS AIDS crisis documentary that Pose is like pulling specifically from constantly, um, oh. and it's like we were here or something like that. Uh, there is in in like in these stories in like contemporary queer fiction, there is this kind of survivorship happening, right? Mm. Um, and like obviously this pre predates that, but like there is uh, I think it's interesting to like pull that into putting that on the shelf in that way of. Mm -hmm. Uh, you know yeah like it is not like uh, a virus that is killing them but it is the harshness Society. of of ocean and like them being in a certain sense like pushed to the margins of like seafaring right in similar ways and like risking literally risking their lives to power society um yeah yeah mm -hmm. i don't have a, i don't have like a, a concluding thesis on that but that's, that's no interesting, no like, for real passion, though I think. yeah yeah it's that you have it's like standing close to death for the sake of being true to yourself. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> God. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry yeah. to have That's a down why, note. But... No, no, it's not a down note though. It's so beautiful. I mean, it sucks yeah. that this is what's no, happening to them, but I think yeah. I genuinely feel like that's what this chapter is, is it's him yeah. trying to mm -hmm. say there is a beautiful truth to these people, to this kind of man who must go back to sea because all of the cozy comforts of hearth just aren't enough and aren't right because yeah. he can't be who he is if he's in that place. And isn't that beautiful and extraordinary? And I genuinely think this chapter is Melville being like, I need to pay homage to that in like a way that's meaningful. Yeah. There's, yeah. I, I, I just, I'm thinking lately about, um, uh, there is a show that ended recently that, like has has a like an ending that involves like two queer characters and like one of them dying and yeah folks are like talking about like the barrier oh, gaze trope no. and all this stuff um yeah. and 
I'm I'm like I'm I'm of two minds on it because on like yeah. one hand it's like yes this is like a trope that gets like deployed in in like various ways and harmful ways across media over a, a decades but also like there is also this component that is like there in in various ways like across fiction that like feels also like wrong to deny it entirely if that makes sense um mm -hmm. there is a quote here that i think really gets to that thing you were talking about in terms of safety and like closeness to death matthew which is mm -hmm. um but as in landlessness alone resides the highest truth shoreless indefinite as god so better is it to perish in that howling infinite than be ingloriously dashed upon the lee even if that were safety mm. right like we gotta fucking we gotta fucking it, seize mm -hmm. life even it if it's different than the way god has told us right it also it didn't strike me but like we, we talked about like uh last time we talked about like what what is the lee shore yeah um, yeah and it hadn't struck me that like this is also uh, kind of working metaphorically because like the lee shore is the one that like takes the wind right yeah yeah <laughs> yeah it is yeah Oh my god. Yeah. yeah it's, it's a lot. Takes the wind to protect the harbor, right? Mm -hmm. Like, and all of mm -hmm. the other shit. Like, specifically in Cape Cod, right? Because this is, oh my god, this is like literally what they're sailing around. So Cape Cod is shaped like, it's a peninsula that curls up. It looks like a bicep like this. Mm -hmm. My mom mm -hmm. used to like, take a picture of her very buff flexed arm and then put a map Flex on it. Be like, this Flex is where bicep. I live. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but it, it is that shape, which means there's this harbor inside. Uh, and on the upper part of that harbor is Boston and is like the rest of New England and is all of the, you know, society, right, is mm -hmm. in there. And then this part that they're sailing around right now is the outer edge of that arm that like that's their lee mm -hmm. shore is like this. And it's getting just smashed. And through that act, the harbor inside and then beyond the harbor inside all of the cities, all of the people, they don't have to take that. Well, that the the, the leeward side is the side that's protected, and it's oh, the the, the leeward then. side <laughs> that is the one that's getting the wind. Wait, thanks, Lat. Yeah, fact check. Fact. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's to the lee side of the vessel, meaning the wind is blowing towards land. So windward so, is like further towards the wind, but isn't taking. The wind? How do no, work? no. How does wind? Wind, oh. uh, the 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 windward side is the one that is taking the wind, and then the here. Uh, so in this twice, in this case, he's but... talking about the lee shore as like that's the place that is the home and the hearth that we are rejecting, because yeah. that's where the safety yeah. is. Yeah, yeah it uh, seems okay. like mm -hmm. when 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 a yeah. ship is sailing, the wind is coming towards the ship, um, and then I don't know. Maybe I'm confusing myself now. <laughs> No, no, I yeah, think but that, at that yeah, 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 no, you're right. Yeah. You're totally mm -hmm. right. I mean, that's the mm -hmm. the idea is that like the lee shore is the place that they are leaving because right. that's the like cozy that's, safety that's spot. That's the safety spot, yeah. But we are rejecting the lee shore. Right. Which oh, makes wait, sense that they would be calling it out in this case because that's what they're saying goodbye to, right? Mm -hmm. They're like, "Bye lee shore, back out to sea." Yeah. Wait. So, okay, on a ship there is windward and there is leeward. Right. Windward mm -hmm. is where the wind is coming from. Yes. However, yeah. the lee shore is not the leeward shore. Okay. Say more. 
There's a, there's there's what? graphs so, on Wikipedia, and I'm trying to make sense of them. But it, yeah, it, it, wait, no, the Wikipedia says lee shore is sometimes also called the leeward shore. No, the yeah. windward shore of an island is a lee shore from the perspective of a vessel traveling offshore. Oh. Although yeah. the terms are often confused, the lee shore is different from a leeward shore based on the reference point from which the shore is viewed. Um, notice the different articles, the and uh, the windward or leeward shore versus a lee shore. Hmm. Uh, the shore that is a lee shore changes based on the reference point, which is the vessel from which the island or lake shore is viewed, and which the island or lake shore is in the lee the leeward shore does not change based on the position of the vessel. That means the leeward side of the vessel and the lee shore of the land face yeah. opposite directions. That makes sense. I mean, this is, but in any, in any case, it's them saying goodbye to the lee shore because it's what they can see from the boat. Yeah. This confuses my understanding of metaphors, but. Uh, no, I, mean, yeah. I, I think it's just by land. You know what I mean? Like we're yeah. going back to sea because yeah. that's, that is this, uh, where, where, what was the phrase? Um, and we're going to the embrace of this indefinite god, um, which I love. I love just the image of the indefinite god and the power of it. Shoutouts to Bulkington. Shoutouts to, Shout to Bulkington. I'm guessing we don't see him anymore. Also, Maybe. he does say that he goes down with the ship, right? So it's fun. I yeah. 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 Mm. Well, all right. I Chapter... genuinely do think that Melville fucked a guy like this. Who hasn't? Chapter 24, <laughs> The Advocate. We've all been there. All there. Are we ready to go? Oh, I mean, are we ready? I'm not ready. Are we ready, are we ready actually for this? Chapter. I am. I'm excited. So, what happens here? Melville acts as an advocate for whaling. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. One one footnote to open this from my thing is yeah. that um, here and in subsequent chapters, footnotes point out some of Melville's heavier debts to his printed sources for the information about yes. whales and whaling, where so much of this seems to be taken from books that he's read about whaling. Um, Other oh, you think he shit. has? I don't... Oh, no. Yeah? No, thought... they're, 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 they're real <laughs> facts, but so many of these are taken from Thomas Beale's Natural History of Sperm Whale and William Scoresby's An Account of the Arctic Regions and J. Ross Browning's Etchings of a Whaling Cruise. Um, quote, also furnished suggestions. Well, they're, no, they're, but they're light plagiarisms. I think is what. <laughs> yes. the yeah, okay. yeah, that's, right, that, okay. that, that's exactly uh, yeah. what he's saying. He's, he's not saying they're facts. Sure. He's saying that Melville oh, yeah. is not a whaler, but read all these books about whaling and <laughs> yeah. said, "Wow, whaling's cool. Let me steal quotes from these other people about how cool whaling yes. is." Yes. Sure. Mm-hmm. My footnote says the present edition makes no attempt to trace all of Melville's literary debts of this kind. Wow. Yeah. Love to love to be indebted. <laughs> oh, well, see, mine does, and there is um, oh, every up. single page has footnotes <gasps> like this of oh my God. all oh my God. of the d- different awesome. things that he quotes from. Wow. Um, uh, yeah, for for those uh, uh-huh. reading along at home, because podcasting is visual medium, there is like. Yeah. Uh, maybe a fifth of the page uh, of every page is just footnotes oh of like uh, from the narrative of the United States exploring expeditions 1844 wow <laughs> quick before we get into the this whole entire chapter read to me like Melville went to a shitty party one night um, uh-huh. out in yeah. New York and there were a oh, bunch yeah. of obnoxious people there mm-hmm. and they were asking him 
um, what he does for a living, sort of like the yeah, New York socialites version of the scene in of episode five of Our Flag Means Death, Matthew. You know where they go onto the um, they go onto the fancy boat, and mm-hmm. Blackbeard feels like really self conscious and then gets really excited to like impress everybody, but then realizes that like it's all bullshit. Um, so like the New York socialite of this era version of that, where he goes to this shitty party and everyone's asking him what he does, and he says like. Well, I went out on a whaling boat, and everyone's like, oh, hmm, that's, that's cute, I guess. Did you have a fun time? And, like, he feels, after he gets home from this party, he's really irritated, I'm and gonna he's rip pissed, a new one. and he's like, and he's like, I'm going to fucking show them. I'm going to fucking write about how cool whaling is. But by doing it after he was at this shitty party, he is still inevitably performing on the terms that he wanted to impress yeah. them on. Yeah. And that's real sad for him. And that's how this it's whole chapter so read to me. Uh, my my note here was like, uh, Ishmael violently destre- defeats a series of straw men. Uh <laughs> just like it it's it reads yeah. like a like a, a like an faq where like the person writing it is like kind of a little tilted about it um and like yeah. Oh, yeah. why is this important why is this fucking important well let me tell you why it's important and cool actually is yeah uh yeah so should we walk walk through all the things he <laughs> yeah he says a lot of stuff the okay let me, let me read this okay. first paragraph because this is like the entire yeah. chapter. Squeakwake and I are now fairly embarked in this business of whaling, and as this business of whaling has somehow come to be regarded among landsmen. Oh my god. Which I am not. That's all you you which assholes, your landsmen. <laughs> Land. Landsmen. Uh, as a rather unpoetical and disreputable pursuit, therefore, I am all anxiety. Yeah, I know you are, Ishmael. I am all anxiety to convince ye, ye landsmen, oh of the injustice hereby done to us hunters of whales. Uh, and then then proceeds a, a, long, a long tangent oh about God. why whaling is cool, actually. But all on the terms of, like, is... colonialism and these other people. Which just felt, oh my god, like I underlined yeah. the words. Okay, that let's he, get into it. I underlined yeah. the words he uses to open up a bunch of different paragraphs. Um, mm-hmm. He's tries he tries to prove that whaling um, has uh, has famous people write about it. That whaling mm-hmm. has good blood in the veins of whalers. That whaling is respectable, and that whaling has dignity. Right, like these are mm-hmm. all specific things he calls out and then tries to put arguments to to justify, mm-hmm. which just felt so funny because he also argues for most of this book that those types of things shouldn't matter right you know yeah well, and see yeah. that's that's what kind of yeah. makes me think that I, i'm not as down on this chapter as i think everyone else is because i think it is kind of meant okay. from that perspective of him just throwing shit on colonialism and religion and everything mm-hmm. else because that that seems to be like a a, a reoccurring theme on his work right because his first two or three books were all about how shitty colonialism and religion is um, I, I think there. I think he is making but, a case okay. that whaling is anti-colonial praxis. Right. Tell me more about that, please. Okay. What? <laughs> How? All right. Okay. I wanna, yeah, I want to hear this, please. Until until the whale fishery rounded Cape Horn, no commerce but colonial, scarcely any intercourse but colonial, was mm. carried on between mm. Europe huh. and the long line of opulent Spanish provinces on the Pacific coast. Yeah. It was the whale man the whale man, just the one, who well, first broke through the jealous policy of the Spanish crown touching those colonies. Huh. And 
if space permitted, it might be distinctly shown how those whalemen had last eventuated the liberation of Peru, Chile, mm. and Bolivia from the yoke of old Spain and the establishment of the eternal democracy in those parts. Right. Yeah. And that, that, that's specifically referencing, like, U.S. foreign policy at the time, which said, like, all these countries became free because of eternal democracy, and which is something he's apparently, like... Uh, Ishmael he vehemently holds to which I think is him just again shitting on all these contemporary structures that's so great because when I first read this I like and again Mm -hmm. I was maybe reading uh, (laughs) a little quickly because I was like oh yikes buddy um Mm -hmm. I read it as him saying because of whaling colonialism Mm -hmm. and capitalism gets to exist in these places but I when when but you just read that out loud, he was saying like that was there, and then yeah. whaling came in and did it different, and that's right. the yes. praxis piece. I, I think he's saying except that he, except mm-hmm. go ahead yeah. But I, I think except when he talks that, about Australia, okay. I think I think he's saying that right. the only thing more powerful than colonialism is capitalism. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, colonialism yeah, came in. right. That's exactly okay. what he's saying. What and was the, like the only God the only it. trade happening was colonialist. Yeah. And, and, then, and then whaling, whaling <laughs> happened, and capitalism can happen. We can sell free shit to money, people. baby. Yeah. Free money, capitalism. Yeah. Let's go. Free those places. <laughs> free Argentina with capitalism. Yeah, and like in in I, I can see a I can see a perspective of like in moment being like finally we defeated the crown with the power of the free, the free market and. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. it's really great. Actually. Oh my god. Oh my god. Uh-huh. So. <laughs> All right. Yeah. And then I think there's stuff too, like you're you gonna bring up Australia, where um, he I'm gonna bring up Australia. He, he essentially <laughs> says that Australia was like, it's it, it's a penal colony, but it was founded by whaling. It wouldn't exist except for whaling. And I Buddy. feel like some of this is That's, like okay. him uh, again calling capitalism a prison. You know, yeah. like this is this is all him all right. shitting on all these right. ideas I'm of Michelle colonialism. Capitalism. Uh, all the, right. uh, very importantly, though. <laughs> It's not just he's not just talking about Australia. He's talking no. about that great America on the other side of the sphere, comma, yeah. Australia. Oh my yeah. fucking god. Okay, wait, Carlos, you're like wiggling out of your skin. Can, what, what do you got going on here? I don't know. Like, I don't know what the fuck to say. Because you're right. Like, kind of. Yeah. But like, no. Motherfucker, what, what are you talking Like, not you, Melville. Yeah. What the fuck are you talking about? Like, the. Oh shit! Given to the enlightened world by the whale man, uh, first of all, immigrants were several times saved from starvation by the benevolent biscuit of the whale ship. Luckily, dropping oh, God. an anchor in their waters. Really, I'm super glad the whale ship helped these guys commit genocide for like 120 years. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. What are you talking? Like, I don't and bring disease. Like, I don't know. I don't. I don't see the anti-colonial image of him being proud that whale people whale men saved the australian colonizers. Yeah, no, I, I'm not saying right. it is actually anti-colonial. I think Melville <laughs> yeah. thinks this. Yes, but yeah, okay. I think he's talking. Well, Melville, Melville thinks this because he hates native peoples in Australia. I think Melville, happening. I think Melville thinks this because he's so in love with the idea of whaling and whalemen. I think he's got this romanticized notion. Okay. He's such a romantic yeah. little he's, blindsided boy, right? Like he's got this right. romantic notion of like he's painting in his head this image of the whaleman, which like in this book I think mm-hmm. is like really exemplified by Queequeg in a lot of ways, which is kind of interesting. Of like. Here's this like brazen, adventurous person who I just wrote this like love letter to in the previous chapter who's like shrugging off the yoke of societal convention and is like hitting the fucking mm-hmm. seas and like sitting on people's butts. Sitting on people's mm-hmm. butts. And he's like fully leaned into his romanticizing of this 
idea of a person, which of course is a fucking lie because the idea of this person is also empowering genocide, (laughs) like, and Mm -hmm. doing all of these other things. But he likes the, um, contrarian isn't the exact word. There's like this sort of like, and maverick (sighs) isn't the right word, but this idea of like the eschewing of colonial and like typical structures of the day that he seems like so enamored with. Um, which has got him all heart eyes but, about mm. the situation as opposed to um, the other way. And this 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 chapter is also a lot like the part in The Terror where Hickey is talking about how he knows that he's like, Hickey's the only one who knows that like it's bullshit, right? Hickey's like, you know, fuck Victoria, fuck Mary and Joseph. Like there's other truth out here. There's other people. There's other ways of existing, but the only mm. way he knows to exist within those things and touch those things is still on the terms of capitalism and colonialism and empire and is just like yeah. still putting it all through that lens, which means it's never going to fucking work and it's going to bite you in the ass because you're still a party yeah. to those structures. Well, but but I mean, the big thing for me is that like it does. OK, I don't know. Like, I'm kind of conflicted here because the other thing that I think I, I felt like he was doing is like. Um, kind of going to the the shitty New York Party example, yeah. but like for me, it was like more about the general audience that he's writing for, right? Being like I don't know, Anglo European elites, whatever. Mm-hmm. I, um, I, I mean, like the, being this like kind of yeah. I, I just like no, I mean like sorry, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> like, like, like he never he never talks about like any possible downsides of like whaling as an enterprise. Of course he's not. No, no, no. Yeah, but like, I, so I think, I mean, okay. The the thing that I th- thought was good about this is him trying to, oh, it, you know, like kind of renounce the the fact that like whaling is perceived as a low class or like an uneducated or unskilled profession and do that by appealing to the sensibilities of that elite that he's addressing, right? By placing it within this history of like powerful European monarchies and, and colonialism and et cetera. But I thought that that was, I don't know, I didn't, I didn't feel any sort of critical element to it. Now that you read some of those quotes, maybe. Also, the argument that, like, oh, if we see war as noble, there's no reason to oh see God, whaling buddy. as that. doesn't really work for me. No, I, I think I think there's no critical element of whaling in here. Like, no. to, to his detriment. Oh, no. Whaling, no, no, no. I, I meant, like, the colonialism part. I whaling, see. definitely oh, not. I barely, barely even that. The he, part, he's saying, the part, like, but yeah. Whaling is so powerful, it can break through, it can stand toe-to-toe with colonialism. And yeah. isn't that cool? Isn't it cool it to stand toe-to-toe cool. with colonialism? Uh, but I don't um, know, like, I, I still, I felt like it was, like, empowering colonialism as a, the, I, the vibe that Oh, I, it totally is, because he but, can't yeah. help it, right? Like, he, mm-hmm. he yeah. fully exists within these structures. Even though yeah. I think, like, anyway. it's something well, we yeah. talked about way earlier, it's where he's, thing. like, brushing up against this, like, truth of, like, Hey, 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 yeah. Melville, this actually fucking sucks. Like, mm-hmm. and I feel like he's grazing yeah. it, but he's yeah. not putting his hand in that yeah. fire yet where he's like, oh, wait a second. Like, I do see this truth where people are just like, you know, existing on the ocean and like being free and eschewing the confines and shackles mm-hmm. of society. But, but I must, but I must be cool at the party, but I must impress everybody at the party. And I must tell them that this actually counts for something. And that this actually is like, yeah. great. Like the part about the, um, about the military especially read so much to me like there was some soldier at the party he was at who was getting a lot of attention and was talking about like all of the campaigns they went on and mm-hmm. fucking Melville's like stuck in the corner being like I wish everyone was paying attention to me at the party and like thought I was as cool as the soldier <laughs> but like, uh, like fucking loser like I was out on the ocean like it, it reeks of desperation for approval in a way it that really I think is um like I hear what you're saying like 
Latin Matthew. Like I think that he is he mm-hmm. is talking about this shit in a way that is um, interesting and good. But it's he, he's, he's still he's he, whale pilled. I mean, he literally says, "Debate me, bro," <laughs> in this chapter. No, but it like it, yeah, but it feels to me like oh, whaling's getting canceled by the liberals. I got to defend whaling. Like yeah. that's what it feels to me. I don't like the he's, vibe. He's he's defending it. He's defending a thing that doesn't need defending. Yeah. I, against I a also, bunch of imaginary arguments. I hated the way and, he was defending it as I this whole chapter would have read a little bit better to me if he hadn't been like us whalemen and it's like you're not. <laughs> yes. You're not. You're not, buddy. Like if he was genuinely it feels like he's trying to defend laborers in a lot of ways, right? And like say like these people yeah. who put in all this hard ass work that by the way makes your lives possible. You should fucking respect that shit, and you should yeah. fucking show up for that sure, shit, right? Which yeah. is an important thing, thing to say. Yeah. But I hate that he includes himself in it. Like maybe mm-hmm. I'm being too harsh on him and being like, "You don't have the credibility. You're not like blue collar enough, Melville." But like, it did feel a little bit that he was like, "I am, I am part of these people. These are my people, and we are yes. laborers who power your world." And I was like, "I don't know if you are, buddy." I, it's it's it also feels just like weird. the the place. I mean, I, this is written. Uh, both in in character and in in IRL uh in IRL real life um after after the fact right so it's like after the voyage has been completed so like I, I think there is an argument for like okay well he has one a whaling voyage under his belt at this point both both Ishmael and Melville um but like the the point at which this is like placed in the book is like has been to sea for one day. <laughs> All right, yeah, let's talk about me. Like that. Yeah. Not a landsman yeah, so and funny. how, uh, you know, uh, whaling is so cool. Let me explain it to you, people who... Huh, let me explain it to you, landlubbers. Also, just why is it here? Like, uh, like uh, right after a great chapter about him being like, fuck yeah, I'd rather die at sea than be bored on land. Woo, let's go. Why is it here? I so, do love it, though. Here's perfect. the thing. This is, I think this is our first, like, what I, what I call, like, the Ishmael chapter. Um, uh-huh. So this is, like, uh, there will be, throughout the book, like, a number of, like, Ishmael being, like, well, that was a fun story, wasn't it? Anyways. By the sit way. Sit down. Let's talk. Mm-hmm. Here's some bullshit I've been thinking about. <laughs> I, ge- right. I genuinely do love that it's here, because I think it's such a fucking hilarious great contrast to the previous chapter, where the previous chapter yeah. makes me feel like, Man, you're on some truth. You're on some real shit here. Um, it's just such a quintessential example of like his messy ass brain and the way this book is written, mm-hmm. where it's just him being like, "This is what's fucking going on with me tonight." Yeah. While I'm sitting here writing this book, and I like that it's messy. I like that it has all of these artifacts of colonialism and colonism, mm-hmm. col- um, you know, whatever the fuck capitalism in it because colonism, colonism. Oh. That's what. Shout out to Colin. Shout out to Colin. <laughs> Never. <laughs> That's who he is. He's a he's a he's a nightmare because he's a you know, yeah. Colin, damn. Yeah, Colin's a rude. I don't know. Uh, I, I want to I want to hear more about if there's stuff in here that you yeah, that you enjoyed because yeah. I'm, sure. I'm curious to hear. No, I think I think that was most of it. Mm-hmm. Also. It's just a chapter of lies. He's just like spinning up like 15 completely unsubstantiated. That he's plagiarized. <laughs> this, is, this is the most yeah. finished mail chapters. It's hilarious. That it's is really, so funny. Really funny. I love, that I love. I also, um, um, shout outs to the part where he starts talking about how much money um, Whaling brings in, which reads exactly right. like 
every presentation I've seen on the video game industry where people say like, you know, the video games oh industry is a $60 billion industry <laughs> yeah. that makes more money than the films and the music industries. It's literally that just like yeah. <laughs> from back it's, in it's, time. I, this is like the thing mm -hmm. of like, you know, whaling as an actual thing in real life, the whole thing. But uh, just like the, the, the notion of like, I have to justify this thing that I'm doing and you just go in yeah. circles trying to justify it. And you, you're not doing any favors. You're not well, doing you are any anything uh, useful there. Really. I mean, he is a little bit. He, he says in one play, he says, um, he he calls. He says that if you declare that whaling has no aesthetically noble associations, and I think that that stood out for me, the aesthetically noble associations, because I think that's what his aim is. Not only in this chapter is to validate and prove that there are aesthetically noble associations, but it's why he's writing the fucking book. You know, he's trying yeah. to make mm -hmm. an aesthetically noble association because the very next fucking sentence is the whale has no famous author and whaling no famous chronicler, you will say. And I was just like, buddy, <laughs> so well, but I'm wondering okay, how but... much of that, too, could could be parody when this entire chapter is him quoting books about whaling. That's so funny. Yeah. I mean, because it's, it's without, literally without, just him uh, plagiarizing whaling books without annotation. And, yeah, and then him being so like, and, but shame, no one writes about whaling. Yeah, but is that those There's are kind of would those be considered aesthetically noble? Like, I think he's talking about it in the terms of like <laughs> epic poetry. You know what I mean? Like that kind sure. of thing. Um, but mm -hmm. no, I hear you. This is kind of like a bit of a postmodern moment here though him talking about like the composition of the book it's so funny and like it's so funny and like i don't know i like the i like the part about like him giving the the, the thing that he does in the, the most of the entire like last part of the chapter but being like giving voice to uh giving a voice to the whalers and blah 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 i think that that part is like okay whatever it's nice. Mm -hmm. I like the manuscripts. I like the remaining manuscripts part. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? Mm -hmm. What was that? What part was that? Uh, the MSS Just like the right manuscript. At the end. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. If at my death, my executors or probably my creditors find any precious <laughs> manuscripts at my desk, then... And then he says the Yale College and Harvard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But here I prospectively ascribe all the honor and the glory to whaling. For a whale ship was my Yale College and my Harvard. And uh, like a God, flag though, is waving in the background. Isn't and... isn't that sentence the most Ooh. like perfect example of what's going on with Melville? That's like so hilariously <laughs> weird in this book where like on the surf, like the way that that hits me, like if someone said that to me, like if I was at a party and someone said to me like, <laughs> You know, the whale ship was my Yale and Harvard. I'd be like, you can go fuck yourself. Like, you are such a little pretentious piece of shit. But if you peel it back, like, what he's actually saying is, like, these are the frames of reference that I have. And I think that it's silly that people put so much weight on Yale and Harvard because I think it's better to have real lived sure. experiences. Like, there is this, <laughs> this gem of something that I think is really great and true, but he just happens to say it in this, like, really obnoxious way which isn't a hundred percent his fault because these are the structures that he comes to writing with you know what i mean in terms of his lived experiences as someone who exists in this time mm. with his like class and all the other things that are going on with him <laughs> but it's just like that's just such a little quintessential example for me did melville go to uh, college uh let's do a quick biography check yeah that's what i'm doing must have right i don't see it he he went to it looks like Albany Academy for a while, um, 
There is a boys' school. Yeah. I don't know. That's just like a, a seminary. Thing. Oh, wait, no. College. Yeah, that's a prep school. Yeah. yeah. So I don't think so. Uh, in early 1831. Doesn't look like it. Uh, no. It's interesting. God. Okay, we don't. He just feels so eager for approval in so uh, many ways with his writing Neville's tone. time at the Academy was soon interrupted. Uh, Parker speculates that he left it in October 1831 because even the tiny tuition fee seemed too much to pay. Mm-hmm. That's great context. Uh, that's good, yeah. So he's dropped I, out of prep school? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love him, actually, is the thing. Honestly, like, yeah. he's so vulnerable and adrift in society it's just so real like the idea of like i just like how honest and vulnerable he is as a writer and in this book where he's like i think that perhaps i think that harvard and yale are kind of bullshit but i also kind of wish i could say that i i still feel like i need to justify myself through their terms like that's that's fucking relatable uh, it sucks he, but it is mm-hmm. like sorry i'm skimming his his biography uh, he worked for a couple years and then he uh, once he had a little bit of money, he enrolled in the Albany Classical School um, and then went back okay. to the Albany Academy in the Latin course. He also participated in debating societies. Oh, no oh, shit. My. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> An apparent effort to make up as much as he could for his mysterious of schooling. Oh, buddy. Uh, and then he looked like he, then he started teaching after that. How funny is it, too, that this next okay. chapter is literally him just opening the door after he's left and being like, and another thing. Chapter 25, postscript. <laughs> My note here is, what the fuck are you doing? Uh, the So the, the chapter name in my edition has a footnote to it. Um, and it says, yeah. the first English edition solved the problem of the disrespect towards royalty shown here by omitting this entire chapter. Whoa. And it just, gotcha. just, just wasn't in the English version. Great. Honestly, what? good for the English because, okay, so all he does here is... <laughs> this is so funny, though. He talks it's so about, funny. He, he talks about how a king's head is oiled yeah, it's anointed. At, at a coronation. Yeah, it's anointed. And that the oil they use couldn't possibly be olive oil or macassar or castor or bear's oil or train oil or cod liver oil. <laughs> so it's got to be sperm oil, right? Uh, it was not. It was it was olive oil. So yeah, I was like, does he even know? Like cool he chapter. writes this whole thing. Like he doesn't even fucking cool know. Chapter. He's like, <laughs> there's. I looked it up. It was olive oil with some spices. It's not. It's this is this is. I I have to, I have to break this off because this is just like the funniest shit it's to so me. Funny. It is well yeah, known that at the coronation so of kings and queens, even modern ones, a certain curious process of seasoning them for their functions has gone through. There is a there is a salt cellar of state, so called, and there may be a caster of state. A caster is a container for storing and sprinkling pepper, sugar. How they use the salt precisely, who knows? Certainly, I am, however, that a king's head is solemnly oiled at his coronation, even as a head of salad. Oh my god! Can it be though that they anoint it with a view of making its interior run well as they anoint machinery? Hey, does oiling That's your head so make your brain work better? He's Much funny. might be ruminated here, which. This is my favorite phrase. Much might be ruminated here. Much to think on here. Uh, much to think about. Concerning, really makes you think. Concerning the essential dignity of this regal process, because in common life we esteem, but meanly and contemptibly, a fellow who anoints his hair and palpably smells of that anointing. In truth, a mature man who uses hair oil, unless medicinally, that man has probably got a quaggy spot in him somewhere. It's a general rule. He can't amount to much in his totality. Oh my god. Anyways, it's probably whale oil. It's very funny. It's not. This, <laughs> it's not. 
this could have just been part of the previous chapter, which I guess is why it's called Postscript. This just reeks of like waking up at 2 a.m. and being like another thing yeah. that I was thinking about while I was trying to go to sleep. Yeah. King's Cortana, Queens new shit, chapter. Isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. That, I mean, think of that, ye loyal Britons. We whalemen supply your kings and queens with coronation stuff. Jesus uh-huh. Christ. Uh, also, train oil. That's a thing I learned train about. Train oil. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My new mm-hmm. pitch is the soldier who was getting all the attention at the party he was at that made him pissed was British. <laughs> <laughs> Why is there this one random British soldier somewhere at a party in New York? <laughs> it was happening a lot, you know? Oh, okay. Sure. For sure. It must have been. Yeah. Much For might sure. be ruminated here. Much might be ruminated here. Well, that's the chapters, I guess. I Yeah. Fun week. Get... Get, uh, I, I think, like, as we go further, we'll get more of, like, there will generally be a mix of, like, here are the chapters that advance the plot, and then here are the chapters where Ishmael's on mm-hmm. some bullshit, um, which mm-hmm. I, I I love very few, like, only Moby Dick does this, yeah. or, like, most famously Moby Dick does this, uh, so, yeah. It does rule. We got, we got the, se- okay, look, we got a lot. We got the secret spy whale gang, the five spy, spy whalers. Wait, did we? We, spy we got, we left the five spy racers. Spy whalers? Um, and <laughs> we got, we left Nantucket. We're sailing now on Christmas day. Yeah. And then we got a bunch of him talking. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's a lot. Yeah. We finally left though. Six we episodes in. Oh, yeah. When do you think Ahab's finally going to show up? <laughs> probably in the chapter titled Ahab. Think so? That I think mm. we're reading soon. Okay. Real, yeah, probably, that's a, I, don't that's think, a, that, I don't think any sooner. That's an assumption. That's uh uh-huh. real real question <laughs> well, for you all. Do you think that, about the um, uh do you think that the literary mm-hmm. device that Millville's obviously trying to do here, right, is like make this moment that Ahab actually shows up feel really exciting, right? Like he's he's yeah. keeping Ahab hidden away from us in this really intentional, very fucking obvious way. So mm-hmm. I'm assuming, oh, yeah. right, the intention here is to like build, well, well, who is Ahab? Like, I can't wait to see him. Where's this mm-hmm. captain that's been hiding around? Do you think at this point, as readers, this is still effective for you? Or do you think at this point it's like, Okay, just show us the fucking guy. <laughs> like, has it lost I mean, its tension, or is it still um, building for you? I mean, this book was not popular when it came out, right? <laughs> Ouch. Like, this is the thing. Fuck. Okay. No, I think I think it's still. Uh, well, I just want to see him. I actually I actually don't know. I think it's lost its uh, glitter a tiny bit for probably. me. Probably. I mean. Yeah, we're we're like hearing about new people. We know about like four new people that are you know important. Probably gonna see next episode, you know. And we still don't have Ahab. Like I don't know what I don't know. I think I think if he stopped mentioning Ahab, it might be more effective. Yeah. Um, yeah, but he can't because the ship's fucking going, and the captain's no that's one's seen fine. the captain. What the fuck? But, is going but on? like I I think that's the thing where if it there were multiple chapters where that wasn't mentioned. Um, and then yeah. someone was like, hey, where's Ahab? You go, wait, Ahab. yeah, where is, oh Ahab? God, where is Ahab? Like, if, yeah, that is true. if, if there's that enough is true. time for us to get distracted and forget about Ahab, it might work. But the fact he's always like, ah, yeah. oh, it's weird Ahab isn't here. Where's where's Ahab? <laughs> like, Which, like, I get, because I would also be thing. thinking that if I was Ishmael, yeah. I'd be like, where's my fucking boss? You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Um, but I think oh, it was... Right. Yeah. I just... 
I there's a thing happens that I thought happens when like Ahab shows up, and I realize it shows up much later. <laughs> So never mind. Um, cool. Mm. I like the idea of what he's doing. You know what I mean? Where it's like, who's the shadowy captain figure? Yeah. Oh my god, we don't know. I just think it's kind of funny that it's gone on point, long enough that it's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Also, I'm more interested in the shadow spy crew. Yeah, than he had. I can't wait to learn more about the shadow spy crew. So we're definitely, yeah, that definitely exists. Not ghosts at all. <laughs> yeah, definitely not. Spies. Not a metaphor. Well, that's always gonna be. That's always gonna be at the back of my mind now. Uh-huh. What if? What, what if they, they were, were the ghost up? whalers? Oh, mm. kind of a kind of a uh, not fifth element, a sixth sense thing going on. You've been a ghost whaler mm. this whole time, Ishmael. Dum, bum, bum. Spy, spy whalers. Anyway, what? Uh, spy whalers. What genre was this week? Damn. Think? Um, it's a spy novel. A really uh, an off-brand <laughs> David Attenborough <laughs> documentary. I can see that. What? Actually, no, mm. no. That's that, that's later chapters. We'll, we'll get to we'll get yeah. to it later. But it's, it's like, more of an uh, off-brand Ken Burns, if anything. Yeah. Yes, Ken Burns, but like very wrong. Uh, yeah, just just like one of those PBS documentaries that they have on at like two in the afternoon, where it's like I don't know who funded this. Someone, but someone who someone... was like super into it. Yeah, but they didn't really fund it enough. Someone um, with an agenda. Yeah. This is um I, I one time I took a uh a lift home from when I was a barista at Starbucks because the buses stopped working. Uh and my driver was like really wanted me to like look at this movie that was about like the the true nature of like God or something like that. And like handed me a DVD and by handed me a DVD, I mean, not like in a case, Yeah, just handed me a DVD, (laughs) (laughs) just the disc. Okay. I have the photo Uh in somewhere and it was just like, Oh, here, this will really like, you'll learn some stuff. This will get you going. Yeah. This will, this will get you started. Um, And this has the same energy as that of like, let me tell you the real shit. And it's like, what is, what is this? This is just this is just a is this, this is just a loose this DVD. Thing? Why are you giving this to me? Um, yeah. <laughs> oh no. Okay, so the genre is, else is loose DVD <laughs> from a Lyft driver. <laughs> <laughs> okay, next. Now there's loose DVDs and there's fast DVDs. Mm. Just remember Wait, that. What? Yeah. There's loose DVDs and there's fast DVDs. In fast, there's also all the world is either a loose DVD or a fast DVD. I don't, I don't think I know this. I know, <laughs> I know you don't, but well, you'll learn. Well, it's from the book that we're talking about. We'll get there later. It's a little, and then like loose. in in like three months, you'll fast? be like, oh, yeah. what do you? They mean? they they actually is talk a like... lot about DVDs in Moby Dick. Yeah. Oh really? Yeah. Wow. DVDs are made from whales. Yeah, it's time. It's true. That's a whale fact. That's what they keep saying. And what what does whaling contribute to media as a whole? What is not a noble made from whale bones? Think about that. Yeah. Well, something to, well, something to think about in your brain. Can't prove us wrong. Yeah. Dips, thank God you're back. <laughs> <laughs> DVDs are made from whales. This is the new. Oh thing. yeah. Yeah. Um, so I'm so sorry. Congrats to incorrect PBS documentary slash loose DVD from a left driver on being in the genre. Who was this week's MVP? Ooh. Um. Who piloted the boat out of harbor? Was it Peleg or Bill? Bill Dad. Both of them. Bill Dad. Yeah. Uh, Pe- Peleg was walking around like taking people. Both. 
Uh, oh, yeah, that's uh, right. Did they, they swapped at some point, right? I, th- I, I think yeah. Peleg was the one at the front of the boat, but Bildad was the one who was actually steering. Oh, okay. Um, if I remember um, correctly. Oh, I don't know how boats work. Is he going to talk about how boats actually work? Like, what's the components of a boat? How He keeps moves? getting it wrong, which they are some of my lies water. from this week. But Yeah, I, I don't know if he actually um, goes in depth on that. Like, yeah, he, he sure talks about various parts of it a lot. Mm-hmm. Um mm. My um, MVP of the week is Bulkington. Yeah. Sir Bulkington. Um, I agree. Yeah, I'll accept Bulkington. Bulkington, yeah. yeah. Uh, all right, let's get into the lies. Let's get into the lies. <laughs> Should we count? Um, Can we just consider all of the advocate all, and also All of the advocate? As... Advocate yep. postscript. <laughs> lies. Sure. I feel like <laughs> what's so funny about the lie in the postscript, though, is that he doesn't even, he doesn't even say it as a fact. He just uh-huh. says, "What else could it possibly be?" Yeah, like, he's got to be a process of elimination. Got to be my, true. my logic it's is the sweetest yeah. oil. Yeah, that's why. If By the way, I used to be things. in debate. How could it be fucking olive oil? The normal oil. It can't be a normal oil. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Oh Wait, why does he say it can't be olive oil? oil? He it's too I don't know. Basic, I think. Yeah. Well, he says that whale oil is the sweetest, or sperm oil is the sweetest. I think there's a difference between sperm and whale oil. He just says yeah. certainly it cannot yeah. be olive oil. Right. Because yeah, I think be. you only get well, ambergris from sperm whales, right? Well, not their oil, but from sperm whales, yeah. Well, yeah, 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 yeah but ambergris is sperm whale thing. Thank you. Different than... Maybe other. I think sure. it's. I, I, I believe ambergris is potentially yeah. from other kinds of whales, but okay. most common from sperm whales because they have from the biggest like dome. D- yeah, glitter, deposit like, sac, like sinus yeah. cavity thing. Yeah, yeah. I know we're gonna learn more about that. I remember. I don't remember what it was, but I remember mm-hmm. learning it in this. It smells book. good. Yeah, smells good. Don't that's don't think he's... about where it comes from. Don't um, ask. That's fine. Um, I had a lie here. So, sorry, Carlos. Did you have a thing? Yeah. No. Um, I had a lie about how he's talking about in uh, Merry Christmas about the thing that he and Queequeg are supposed to be doing on the boat. Um, like their their little job that they're doing as they're pushing. Mm-hmm. As they're pushing off, um, which was to do with the hand spikes, and my footnote talks about how that's not actually what he's doing. He's doing something with a capstan. Melville, however, seems to be using capstan for windlass. He uses the words interchangeably throughout the book. A windlass is a horizontal cylinder operating in the same way as a capstan. So he basically just like gets boat shit wrong a lot and like mm-hmm. swaps it around and is just sure. like generally talking about parts of the boat like that's what they are and that's what they do when he's actually not totally sure and is mixing it up a bunch. Yeah. Um, okay. I, I have tried reading um, Shogun uh, multiple times and that book starts with like a really big boat chapter. Where it's just like boat shit, boat shit, boat shit, boat shit. Boat shit. Uh, maybe now mm-hmm. on the boat third shit. run, I'll finally understand what the boat shit is. Boat uh, shit. The boys in the Tune James Clavell's editor were order boat shit. Boat shit. Uh, uh, furniture. Yeah, same Human one. furniture. Human furniture is totally um, a lie. But I wasn't sure whether to count it as a lie because I'm so torn on. I hope it's a lie. Well, here's the thing. Like, I don't know if this is meant to be read as, oh, God, I think I do know. But in my head, okay, so it's two things, right? It's either yeah. uh, Melville writing some stupid-ass fake stories about, like, look at this weird shit that, you know, yeah. the quote-unquote savages, savages do. Yeah. Um, mm. 
Or the way I want to read it, but I don't think is the way it's intended, is that Queequeg just makes up stupid ass stories for Ishmael. Ishmael. This is dumb this idiot. Is, this is how I am yeah. I am like choosing to believe like That's oh, how I'm Queequeg's choosing just to yeah. with these yeah. stupid precedent. assholes. Mm-hmm. However, that mm-hmm. I, yeah. yes. there's precedent for this with with the cannibalism. Stuff, I know, yeah. but at that too, like that, I think. I, so I think that the way it actually is, I think it's actually Melville trying to be like, look at these goofballs, look at these fucking yes. weirdos. But yes. I, the way that I want to read it and that I shall be reading it is Queequeg being like, yes. how much bullshit do you think I can tell this yeah. weird little guy before yes. he realizes mm-hmm. that I'm just like teasing him because yes. I find him for sure. endearing Amazing. when that, that he's is a in much, a tizzy. That is a much better way of like, yeah. As a modern reader, holding <laughs> like it, taking yeah. the book, mm-hmm. just like, yeah. like mm-hmm. Queen like, oh yeah, I like eat people, like, oh, a cannibal, yeah, yeah, okay, and then Ooh. Queen Craig being like, uh huh, yeah, totally. Uh, By the way, yeah. I don't know why you use chairs. You don't just like you don't pay just them. You don't have dudes come to sit in your house yeah. and you sit it's on their faces. Crazy. We do that all the time. Like, yes. <laughs> Although, so with with that. With that faces thing, Queequeg wasn't actually saying faces. He was referring to butts, like, like he cheeks. was. He he sat on uh, his butt. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Oh. But he calls yeah. butts faces interchangeably, which I thought was well, great. Yes. Well, Queequeg says it won't hurt his face, and then Ishmael's like, "Oh, if that's a face, then what a beautiful visage or something it's like that." It's very funny. Yeah. Okay, I have a slight correction to make about the chapter postscript. Uh-huh. So apparently the um, fuck, the anointing, the recipe for the anointing oil of the coronation of Queen Elizabeth in 1952, it was revealed, revealed. And so the oil was made from a secret mixture in sesame and olive oil containing uh, orange flowers, roses, jasmine, cinnamon, oh. musk, and ambergris. Okay, but, okay, but what? So it did... So it was it an oil smoothie. But you said, what year did you just say that was, Carlos? Well, it was, it was. Oh, 1952? Yeah. Oh. 1952, yeah. yeah. So, That's like, what was it pre Melville, like, when he was writing this? No, but I'm saying, like, they still used it. They did use. Ambergris in 1952. In 1952. At least but partly. That's not, yeah. They, they, they still use that oil, perfume. Yeah. Well, right? I'm looking up what Elizabeth I coronation oil was. I hope it tells me. I can post the link. Let me just Google Queen Oil. I can see the link. That Ambergris is not oil. No, it's okay, not. sperm oil is different. Yeah. Ambergris is a weird. A different also, thing, it so. was sesame and olive oil, but there was sperm shit in there. So am- ambergris no, is like whale shit. A, uh, it's like a, it's like a body wax. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah. What? Yeah. <laughs> it's that's yeah. yeah. Oh, it's in the intestines of the sperm oil. Thank you. Uh, my oh, computer right. for yes. doing the shout out to my poops. computer. People also <laughs> ask: Is ambergris whale poop or vomit? Yeah, I think it's a bit of both. Cool. Gray amber is nicer. To Freshly out. produced ambergris has a marine fecal odor. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> which people find right. uh, Sweet. pleasing. We okay. will. Yeah, I remember there being uh-huh. stuff about the smell oh, yeah. and the nature of it a lot in this. Let's move on. Oh, I'm hosting. <laughs> uh, to the King Quo Battle Royale. Speaking of Fortnite. Speaking of Speaking Fortnite. Of Fortnite. No. Speaking oh. of Battle Royales, watch us play Fortnite every day on the channel twitch.tv slash towards the mm-hmm. where we play Fortnite every day. Mm-hmm. Um, uh-huh. Anyway, King Quo Battle Royale. What, what was your favorite quotes of the week, everyone? Um, 
Hey, let me look. I, I my my favorite was uh, not especially resident, but it's still just very funny to me. That great America yeah. on the other side yes. of the sphere, Australia. <laughs> That is that is the one I had. That's love to good. understand yes. everything love in relation to myself. Uh, Canada, yeah. America's hat. Incredible. Australia, the America <laughs> over there. Yeah. Yeah. America <laughs> over there. Spain, the America that speaks Spanish. Like, what does this mean? <laughs> um, I, I did like in Merry Christmas. There was the line where um, he was talking about uh, with the thought that Pius Bildad might be found some salvation spite of his 777th lay um yeah we're like like yeah even mm-hmm. though you're gonna fuck me over like ah i guess it's good you got you get into heaven um yeah the two that i had were um that was my first kick which just cracked me up yeah and then the the, <laughs> the bit that i think is um quintessential from the lee shore which was wonderfulest things are ever the unmentionable deep memories yield no epitaphs mm-hmm. um, yeah which i thought was beautiful but I love the I love the this six inch chapter is the stone lives grave of Bulkington part of it too. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Every time I think about Bulkington, well, I'm Australia. Like <laughs> yeah, we can go with the Australia one. That's funny. I like the Australia one. Congrats to Australia. Yeah, the America, the Australia. America two, America two, <laughs> Australia. <laughs> Not quite as good as the first one, but hey, nice, nice for trying. Keep, yeah, maybe God. maybe one day you'll, you'll get there. Yeah. Very funny. Dream, dream big, bud. Really Hang in there. Mm-hmm. God. All right. Well, <laughs> thanks to Josie Brechter for uh, making our title music. You can find more at oh, fuck. <laughs> www. Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> oh, don't just, just spit that over again. <laughs> thanks so much. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thanks so much to Josie Brechner for our music. You can find more at josiebrechner.com. That's J O S I E. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You'll get it, but keep going. Do you want me to spell it? You can do whatever you you want. You're the host. I spell it, but it's in the show notes. We can we we can each take a letter, right? So we do like J. Oh. Yeah, oh. All right, let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> this is gonna work great. <laughs> we'll we'll do it. We'll do it in in in, in alphabetical order. Mm-hmm. Okay, wait, hold on. <laughs> B C E E I. Sorry, sorry, sorry. H I. No, no, no. I started oh. with the B. Um, does does punctuation come first or last? Last. Okay. <laughs> Uh, let's see. Uh, J. Oh, he's still going. Okay. N. Mm-hmm. S. Mm-hmm. R. Uh, forward slash, forward slash, forward slash. You missed some. You missed some periods there. Yeah, I missed. Where can I was people find you on the internet? For the, okay. Yeah, sake of time. <laughs> Where can people find you on the internet, uh, Latner? No, I don't know if they'd want to. Um, at Andrew Splatner on Twitter. There's two T's in Splatner. It's that's up for you to decide where. Dibs. Uh, ML Dibs with two Bs. Matthew, you can find me on Twitter at mrfd. You can find me on last.fm/user/carlislog, and you can find the show on twitter.com/towardsthe. Um, well, yeah. So next time we'll be rolling towards chapters twenty-six through thirty-one. I don't know the names off the top of my head. I've got them. Do you want me to read them? Yeah, read them. 
Because right. Carlos hey, has to guess what's going to happen. Him. All right, chapter yeah, six yeah, is called Knights and Squires. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. what's, what's chapter seven called, 27 called, Matthew? Well, Carlos, what do you think happens in Knights and Squires? <laughs> Chapter twenty six. Uh, I think we meet. Who do we meet? I think we meet Starbuck. Mm, okay. Okay. Because I want to meet him. Because I, I like. I. I don't know. I think I. I like his vibe. Maybe. Yeah. Okay. All right. So the 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 chapter after the chapter twenty six, chapter twenty seven, mm -hmm. is called Knights and Squires. What do you think happens there? <laughs> what? Huh? It's called Knights and Squires. Yeah. What? Oh. Well, we we meet the squire. Uh, oh, okay. Um, oh, I see. So that's going to be who's the other guy we met? Stubbs. 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 Yeah, that's Stubbs. Yeah. Stubbs is the squire. Starbucks the knight. Okay. Yeah. Knight. Uh, knight. Chapter twenty-eight is Ahab. Chapter twenty-nine is Enter Ahab. Semicolon oh. to him. Stub. Sorry, I just really wanted to do that for those first two chapters. Uh, chapter thirty is the pipe, and chapter thirty-one is Queen Mob. Mob? Mab. 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 It's Mab. Queen Mab. Queen Mab. She big Mab. <laughs> I love I love chapter 29's name. Enter Ahab, semicolon, Enter to Ahab. him, comma, stub. Yeah. Carlos, what do you think happens in this? God. Wait, is Ahab stub? Here. Oh, oh. Wait. Here's we just an got image can, of... I'm sorry. Yeah, there we go. Can, Matthew, can you just read out all of the chapter names in sequence again? Yes. Because I, I really would like it. Knights and Squires. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Knights and Squires. Oh. Mm -hmm. Ahab. Mm. Enter Ahab, semicolon, to him, comma, stub. The Pipe. Queen Mab. Hell yeah. What a good book. All right, Carlos, uh... what happens? Yeah, what happens? <laughs> okay, Knights and Squ What the f- Why the fuck? <laughs> yeah, what's wrong? I don't- Okay. It's so good. Who does that? Who just fucking does this? Who just so does this with these chapter powerful. names? Mm -hmm. I- Hold on, these are different chapters, right? They are. They are. Yeah. They are actually different chapters. I was double okay. checking, yes, like, this I, whole time we were talking. Okay, the first two, yeah, we're gonna meet. We're gonna meet everyone we've talked about. We're gonna meet Wasn't everyone. Is there another person? Flask. Everyone is here. Flask. Flask. Yeah, we're gonna meet. We're gonna meet Starbuck. We're gonna meet Stubbs yeah. and Flask. Mm -hmm. The second one, we're gonna meet Starbuck. We're gonna meet Stubbs and Flask, and then um, Ahab. Well, I, I guess we don't meet Ahab there. <laughs> Maybe people just talk about mm -hmm. Ahab. Sure. Then enter Ahab. I think that's where you meet Ahab. Yeah. Is stub the name of his leg? <laughs> Wait, no, no. Like, what? What is? Who's stub? Did people talk about stub? Stub, stub was mentioned. mentioned. Why is stub? Stub was mentioned briefly. Yeah, I think. Yes. Okay. Well, I'm excited for stub. Uh, yeah, it was um, a, a nightcap for stub, the second mate, her brother-in-law. Uh, her being charity. Oh yeah. Oh right, right. We talked about yeah. stub. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So stub is best friends with they have. Besties. There, and they're gonna talk a little bit. Uh, then the pipe is, I think. Um, uh, I don't know. And someone smoking yeah. a pipe, probably Ahab. And then Queen Mate Mab is uh, I have no no clue. The crew no holds clue. a maybe holds a performance maybe they go night. on. Ooh. Maybe they go to sorry, Midsummer Night's Dream. Do we know? What? Yeah, I was gonna say Matthew. <laughs> I've never uh, experienced either of them, so it's fine. 
Well, there's a couple. A, it's not Midsummer. It's just there's a there's a famous Shakespearean speech about Queen Mab that Mercutio gives in Romeo and Juliet. Um, Queen Mab is a uh, like a, a a pagan like um, uh, queen queen fairy queen deity. I've played Shimagami Tensei. Thanks. I know who <laughs> Queen Mab is. Mab. But I think I, I just like that that chapter is called Queen Mab right after the one that's basically stage directions. Because it just like, yeah. it's like, you know, here's this chapter named after stage directions. And then, yeah, Queen Mab, like in Romeo and Juliet. I remember like we all talk yeah. about like, it's it's very funny. Yeah. Or it's not right after the pipe is in there too. Mm, ominous. The pipe Smoke also break. makes me think about Clue. Um, oh. It makes me think of that picture, the pipe picture, you know? Yeah. The, the Magritte. Words. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> More like the McGrate. Damn. So it's true. It's a great wow. picture. Yeah. Nice nice job. Uh, first name, Pierre. Okay. So Queen Mab, they're fucking, I don't know, playing Shin Megami Tensei, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hell yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah, hope so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. Damn, I should play Shin Megami yeah, Tensei. Kind of gamer vibes a little bit on the yeah. boat. Nothing much happening. Yeah. All right. Well, that's it. That's um, it. Thanks for Ahoy. listening. Ahoy. Ahoy. What do they keep saying? They keep saying, um, Haloa. 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 Haloa.